0: If you're the kind of dad who sees mayonnaise as both a condiment and a food group, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D, the podcast celebrating dad, wherever dad may be, whatever dad may do. Welcome to season number eight, episode number seven, calling this one a dad above. And that's because we have Jorge Vega. He is a shift leader at our local Jersey Mike's, one of the fastest growing sub shop franchises, one of the fastest growing franchises amongst all franchises in the country. So we're excited to hear about his story, what goes on behind the scenes at a Jersey Mike, and also what he does as a dad with his nine-year-old son, Noah. Folks, my name is Adam D. And right now, it is my great pleasure to introduce my good friend and podcasting partner. You can spread him like mayo, and he will go with the flow because he is Coach Randy. Hi, Coach. Hey, Adam D. How you doing? What is your favorite condiment? Ooh, it's gotta be it's gotta be buffalo sauce. You know me buffalo with buffalo sauce? sauce, right?
1: I guess I guess I mean for me, I I'm a mustard guy, but I I have to love I mean, the dress would be like blue cheese.
0: Oh, I get it, I yeah. get it. Yeah. And sometimes if I'm in a, a very special mood, right, the stars yeah. have to be aligned. Yes. I like that mustard mayo combo. Ooh, the uh, what was that called? Uh,
1: not mayonnaise. It was a there was some kind of fancy word for it.
0: Yeah, it's not like Russian dressing with the ketchup and mayo. It's yeah. I, I'm sure there's a, a name for it. It's not striking me right now, but what is striking me is our our guest that we're going to have coming on Jorge Vega, single father, young guy, an, an amazing story, and he's taken a lot of pride in the shift leader job at Jersey Mike's. Now, one thing I will say is Jersey Mike's is not a sponsor. But I feel like we are sponsors <laughs> of Jersey Mike's because of how often we go in. <laughs> well,
1: so I tell our listeners real quickly how do we get Jorge to agree to be on our uh, show today?
0: Yeah, you know, as regulars at Jersey Mike's, I go in for my my regular, my, my portobello and Swiss sandwich, and I was just observing the operation. You know how I, I'm i a lunatic in, in many different ways, coach, and being in organizational oh. development, I oh. always like to see how things work. I like to yeah. see operations. And I spoke to the owner. It wasn't a Karen or Kevin kind of way. It wasn't, I'd like to speak to the, the manager as if I was angry. It's like, I'd like to speak to the manager because I'm really curious. impressed with this operation. Yeah. And we got to talking. And then ultimately, it's all about how many guests can I get on bad to the dad? <laughs> so I said to the franchise owner, who happens to be a woman, anybody a dad here? And she goes, matter of fact, we've got Jorge. That's the Cliff Notes version. And Jorge's a guest. And um, season eight, episode
1: seven. And uh, uh looking forward to uh meeting him. I love how you you find guests. It is just merely just ask the universe, and your universe I'll just give to you. you uh you you truly are gifted, Adam D.
0: I don't know about that. I'm I'm definitely hungry, and that's yeah. probably why I go to <laughs> these places and, and yeah. end up with, with guests. So speaking of hunger, how how was your week? How do you have anything exciting this week any Yeah, yeah I, I just came back from a conference in St. Louis it was you the, were
1: in you were in uh, uh, the ballpark there, looking at like sitting in the dugout and going through the batting cages. I saw these pictures. what what was that all about?
0: So I was at this conference called the North American Home Care Conference. So everyone settled down. I know, I know it sounds ooh, riveting. That sounds but, quite exciting. Well, you know, anything in healthcare, we're all trying to come together from all over the place to try to solve problems, and in many ways, that's what this is all about. Now, with conferences, you always have vendors. Vendors are always trying to shop stuff, pawn stuff off on you. Uh, If anything, you come home with a lot of chachkins, which is kind of nice. So now I've got those keep it like thermosy type canisters. I've got got lots of t-shirts and stress. I got more more than I actually need. And one of these vendors was having a party. For customers and potential customers. Okay. And that party was at St. Louis's Bush Stadium where the Cardinals play. That and is the they, they had a buffet behind home plate and they had tables lined up along the foul lines. So you're and on you the field. And eat
1: the- you're legitimately on the field. This is not like just pretend. It's like you're on the field having food.
0: Just off the field. So they didn't want you like on the field ruining the grass, but you could be just to the... Just to the edges of the foul line. Is it, is it a grass field or in the dugout?
1: Is it, is it grass or turf?
0: It uh, looks like grass, but I think it's artificial. Did you but it's not these, like AstroTurf. Did you take your shoes off and put your feet in it and kind of really good feeling for it to kind of get a I,
1: sensation of what it was?
0: I swept my hand across the grass and it was you very cushy.
1: It was very cushy, but not your toes, not your toes. Like No, yeah. no,
0: no. I uh, try to keep the shoes on. All but right. then, like you said, one of the perks was you could go. Uh, behind the scenes downstairs and take batting practice with their pitching car. or the, or the guys who throw batting practice. Yeah, And that was so much fun. You'll be happy to know coach as a baseball coach. I connected on every ball. Wait. So they had some guy throwing batting practice.
1: And what were you, where were you wearing your, your fine, uh, your finest sandals and your, uh, uh, your tank top or what were you wearing? Now,
0: fortunately, I knew that this was going to be kind of a recreational activity. So okay. I, wore my long sleeve black t-shirt. I have a a vest that represents the branding of my company and I'm in slacks, but I did wear sneakers. Okay. So I was better prepared than most. We had girls going in there with heels. Some girls went in there, took their shoes off. So they're hitting barefoot. I was going to say, let them go in with heels.
1: That's pretty gutsy. Now what's, what what size, what kinds, what kind of, I'm sorry, what size lumber were you uh, slugging?
0: All yeah, I was, I was using didn't. a... And it's all wooden bats, right? Because yeah. this is Major League...
1: Yeah, all wooden bats.
0: Major League activity here. I was swinging a uh, a 32-inch Louisville Slugger.
1: Not so bad. So it probably was about 30 ounces. So, yeah. Size so does I mean, matter
0: in the batting cage, Coach. Yeah, no, no. I, I I used that
1: size bat when I was 10. So, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> I think it was a dig, but I have to process it still. Well, let's um, say
1: Babe Ruth used to wear use a bat that was 36 inches
0: yeah well there was a 34 yeah and I was thinking about going in there with that yeah. but really um wood is heavy yes it is <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I was going to wrap that thing around in time so I said you know let me go with the 32 yeah it and makes, at least try to make contact and if I'm lucky I'll get one airborne did they, did you and, I, and they all went
1: airborne did you, did you wear a helmet
0: did I wear a helmet? Yeah. They insisted that you wear yes. the proper headgear.
1: Was it was it just on the, the one side with the ear or was it on both with both ears?
0: You could choose. So I went with the one on both. Yeah. And what I found funny is that there were there were some guys who went in there trying to relive their glory days. Yes. And they they took off the jacket and tie because they had just come from the conference. Yeah. And they start out righty. Yeah. And they swing, miss, foul a bunch off. They switch uh-huh. and almost throw their back out. <laughs> did you bunt You practice your bunt i squared the bunt but then i said ah no uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm here i'm here to show what i'm made of i'm here to you can't even swing for the fences you're swinging for the back wall
1: well i know it's, it's a cage but were they throwing darts they just throw you know just pretty nice little water they were
0: sort of lobbing them in you know once you start making contact they're like all right it looks like this guy kind of knows what he's doing, so I'll up the acceleration a little
1: bit. They put some movement on the ball, some curves and some some sliders, or just straight
0: fastball. I would love to tell you that I hit a, an 85-mile-an-hour curveball, yeah. but it was like softball but overhand. So I think, you know, the first few pitches were probably like 30-something miles an hour, and then once they saw that you can make contact, they upped it to at least 33 or 34. <laughs>
1: That'd be so cool, Matt. It's amazing how these ball players can hold that bat in their hand as heavy as it is and have a ninety-eight 90 amount of fastball or whatever. Just, oh, it's amazing.
0: I have, I have nothing but. I mean, I've always respected the eye-hand coordination, oh. and also the ability to to wrap your body around with enough velocity and strength to send a ball out of a building. Yeah. For 400
1: something feet that is just uh, no i happen to agree so I, I was a bit jealous that would be uh that would be a bucket list item for me so uh, uh i was very excited for you when you sent me that picture i'm like wait wait that's st louis i'm like oh my gosh and then you he showed me the video of you in the uh batting cage i'm like that's where the players go downstairs and do their cuts before it's their time to hit just to get themselves prepped
0: that's right that is that's so right that's cool. right So, you know, me and Nolan Arenado, we've got a lot in common now.
1: No, that is, uh, that is, I. there's nothing in my week that came evenly close, close to anything like that. I mean, outside of watching lots of baseball uh, and uh, having my Yankees being completely humiliated. uh, But I'm very excited for the Phillies, got to be honest. I've done some work with the Phillies organization and uh, very, uh, they're an outstanding organization. I don't think it'll be a close series. I hope it is. Uh, i I always like game seven because that just means there's more baseball but uh nothing in my life was anywhere near as excited as what you have I think uh in real life is much more exciting than mine all I do is but, you
0: know coach let's yeah. let's look at uh this World Series yeah as a teachable dad moment okay so as you know I live in a I live in a house full of Mets fans mm-hmm. and the Philadelphia Phillies yep. who the Mets owned all year all year and didn't even finish in second place yep they did not. In the, in the Third place team and clinched like, I don't know, two weeks before the season ended.
1: If that, yep. And now
0: they're going to the World Series.
1: That is uh, the magic. Thing. It's not about how you get. It doesn't matter how many games you win. It just matters about getting there and getting hot at the right time. And The great thing, and I don't care if you're a baseball fan, uh, to see uh Bryce Harper come up down, you know, down by a run. And it's every kid. I mean, I say it's every kid's dream. That plays baseball, softball. It is every player's dream to be in that situation, ninth inning or sixth inning, whatever the inning is, and you just hit that two-run bomb and it just lights up. I mean, it was like so exciting. It was so climatic. And then, of course, on the other side in the, in the American League Championship, mm-hmm. uh here comes Judge, and here comes a chance. And no. nothing. So, <laughs> not the storybook that the, the Phillies had. But anyhow, it was uh it's a lot to learn, a lot of life lessons. You can uh, be the best and still not be a championship.
0: As uh, Sterling said, right? The commentator for the Yankees yeah. a yep. year or two Absolutely. ago. Yeah. That's baseball, Susan.
1: That's baseball. That's John baseball. Sterling. <laughs> yes, that's baseball. You, you, you almost had the uh, the voice right. Yeah. So for me, I uh, it was just a regular week, man. Just just regular. we are getting ready. Yeah. Um, uh, not next week, but the week after, we're doing the college visit, so we're all prepping for that. That's the exciting part in our house. We got Michaela doing ACT prep. Now she wants a geometry tutor. I mean, it's just crazy here in our house with school and academics right now. It's that's all, and the, the weather's been crud too. So that's why it's nice to see you at the uh, at your conference. I, I don't get to go to conferences like you do, unless I'm unless I'm the speaker.
0: I, I you know what? I am going to make a recommendation that you go to this conference and you get to speak. What you'll speak about, I have no idea, but at least we'll get you in the batting cage at Bush Stadium.
1: (laughs) You're the best, Adam D. You're the best.
0: A lot of other dad-like lessons coming up with our guest, Jorge Vega, shift leader at Jersey Mike's, right here on Bad to the Dad. Keep it here. Hi, everyone. Adam D. here. You know, the North Jersey counties of Essex, Union, and Morris have become very popular because of their competitive school system, great parks, civic living, but the housing market has gotten red hot. So if you're planning on moving to these counties, you're going to want to have somebody on your side, a real strong advocate that knows the market and lives here too. And that is Idan Kerrin of the Stan K team, the top 1% of realtors in the area, you want to reach out to Edan, he is going to take care of you. You can contact him by phone at 516 730 4726, or you can find him on Instagram at Realtor. That's I D A Realtor on Instagram. Edan Karen from the Stan K team. You can't go wrong. <laughs> We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are the podcast that celebrates dad. So why don't you celebrate with us? You could do that on social media. Our handle on most social media platforms is at Bad to the Dad. We still have a website, and that is badtothedad.com. So what can you find on that website? Pretty much everything about Bad to the Dad. Information about your hosts, Coach Randy and me, Adam D. Information about guests, both past and present. And you can also download the podcast if you're not an Apple podcast person or a Spotify person. If that's how you roll, that's totally fine. No judgment. You want to download the episodes from the website. We'd be happy to see you do that. And we're, of course, an interactive podcast. We love questions for our guests, for our hosts. If you have a guest idea or show idea, please send us an email. And that email is at badtothedad.com. Once more, contact us at badtothedad.com or you can DM us from any of our social media platforms. Coach, you ever go to a Jersey Mike's
1: sub shop? Love Jersey Mike's. There's one over here in our town. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're a great supporter of many of our athletic programs. We have nights where we Is go. Is that away. right? Yep, yep,
0: yep. Oh, that's great to hear. And they, they seem like the kind of company that does that. Very grassroots, you know, started with humble beginnings and yep. now they're expanding not only nationally but internationally i actually picked up entrepreneur magazine at the airport this yeah. morning i was coming back from st louis and i noticed that they're like a top 500 franchise of all all the franchises across the land which is very very cool but i i go there regularly i get the most unusual sandwich i i get like the the portobello with the melted cheese and the vegetables because not a lot of sandwich shops are doing that kind of sandwich and i really enjoy it so I asked uh, the owner of that particular franchise, yep. you got any dads that work here? Because I'm I'm fascinated by the operation. I'm fascinated by the brand. And it just so happens that the owner of the franchise said, we do happen to have a dad who's one of our shift managers. And his name is Jorge Vega. Jorge, oh, hey. welcome to Dad to the Dad. Thanks so much for spending time with us. Yeah, hey, how are you doing? Thanks for bringing me up. Uh, we are thrilled to bring you up, and we know that you just came off a shift, and you're still standing upright, so we appreciate you uh, you know, doing a little overtime with us.
2: Yeah, hey, I appreciate the opportunity.
0: Absolutely. So, Jorge, there are hundreds of different restaurant brands out there, right? But you are working for Jersey Mike's. You happen to be working the Jersey Mike's right up the road from both Coach Randy and I. Why Jersey Mike's? Yeah, How did you land there?
2: Uh, I would have to say Jersey Mike started for me when I got to college. I actually had no type of work experience at all prior to going to college. I got to college and I had to start really settling down with the budgeting and everything for myself. Um, and Jersey Mike's was actually across the street from Delaware State. Then I, I entered into that Jersey Mike's and it was all looking at me crazy because I was from New Jersey and never have been inside of Jersey Mike's before. <laughs> so once I finished college and everything, it was really one, two, three process. They transferred my paperwork over to this one. And I had a great manager at the one in Delaware, but when I met these people over here, the management owner, they were really beautiful, welcoming arms. Mm -hmm. Wow. And did you major
0: in restaurant management uh, or Uh, leadership at
2: Delaware State? I was actually going there for convergence journalism.
0: For journalism? Yeah. Yeah. Is that still a passion of yours? Oh, yeah.
2: I actually still free roam and freelance writing every now and then. Uh, Now I just do assignments for a lot of my friends that are still in school and everything.
1: <laughs> very nice
2: makes to do that too for the side football basketball.
0: players i would i would get paid for it
2: <laughs> they all come to me and they say man i got a four-page paper and i have a 20-page paper
0: yeah and you know what the, the thing about writing papers though for athletes though jorge is you know they they would say don't write it too good because i don't want <laughs> the teachers to think that you wrote it you know, try to get me at least a C. At least a C. And I'm C like, plus. it's so hard to lower your standards. <laughs> right. And then when you get that C, you're like, man, how desperate <laughs> must I be for cash?
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah. But, um, but Jersey Mike's began down the shore, if I remember, many years ago, just like a mom and pop shop, correct?
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They started out right in Point Pleasant, going to Asbury Park all throughout that part of New Jersey. Uh, Our owner of our Jersey Mike's is actually from that area. And he decided to come over to this side of Jersey to really start up the franchise. He felt like there just wasn't enough, Mm -hmm. you know, Jersey Mike's showing around
1: at least this part of Jersey in the north. Yeah, gotcha. See, so my favorite is a number 13. Basic, simple. Uh, What's, What's your favorite sandwich? So I would have to say mine
2: is definitely a club sub uh, just because it comes with the mayo and bacon free of charge. You know, ham, turkey, provolone can't really beat that for me.
0: Yeah. So, Jorge, one of the things that I think I found so fascinating is, you know, being in the in the talent management world is in my universe, I'm having a tough time finding people who want to work. <laughs> and when I do find people who want to work, they want to work when they want to work. Right. I get all these convoluted requests for hours and shifts and what have you. But when I always go in there to get my sandwich, there's always, always seems to be enough people working. So do you find that, too? Is it hard to get people who want to work behind the counter at Jersey Mike's?
2: I would have to carefully say yes to that, definitely. Only because uh, it's a different atmosphere. Like, I'm sure you've experienced it yourself when you come in. We're more welcoming. You know, we kind of say hello as soon as you walk through the door kind of thing unfortunately uh, not too many people are used to that. Some people are used to working at fast food and it's literally just the fast food without the customer service part. We really take effort into the customer service aspect.
1: Is part of your training and connection there is to uh, the franchise that are do you do you own it? Do you have stake in it? Is that how it works?
2: Oh, um well, I personally don't know too much into the info about that, like kind of operation, like how is it working and everything? Mm-hmm. Um honestly, that's yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to really answer that. I'm sorry. You don't have to, we'll have to get Mike
0: on, Jersey Mike <laughs> on to answer that question, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> no, as long as he's a dad. I think yes. it is. <laughs> Funny. So does so, your, is so your they, yeah, like ahead, does
1: your
2: son like jersey mic? Does your son like Jersey mics? He loves it. So sometimes my dad likes to pick him up from school when I'm working and my dad will bring him on by, you know, of course, just to see me and everything. And my son will, you know, be act like a little boss when he comes in there telling everybody like, hey, my dad works here. I get a free sandwich, blah, blah, blah. You know, I want bag of chips and everything. But he's the you know, something about kids nowadays. They just they're very picky. So he's just ham, cheese, a very pinch of mayo. And that's it. You put a little too much
1: mayo, you go throw the whole thing away. So it's yeah, a yeah. special, customized sandwich for your son. I mean, <laughs> you, yeah. that must rank. That must rank. They go, boss, the son. he better get a uh, make it good. You give him a six inch, twelve inch. Did you go full or what kind of? Oh no, no, no. That? He's not. He's not
2: that big yet. I mean, I definitely encourage him every now and then, but he's not that big yet. So just a good six inch size. Yeah. Uh, that keep him full until at least five o'clock, six o'clock that night.
1: Now, do <laughs> you allow like a bag of chips and a soda, like the combo?
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, I mean, by all means, it's free of charge. So I definitely tell my son, hey, tr- treat it exactly <laughs> as such. Like, it's free. You know, go bananas, of course, while you
0: have the chance. Coach, I think man, we need to be adopted by Jorge so we can get <laughs> the it, <be>, <laughs> jersey uh, mics. They're, they're tasty. They're t- and they're, and they're, and
1: the, your bread is fresh, if I'm correct. Like, make it there. Oh, yeah.
2: I actually open tomorrow morning. So how opening works? Somebody has to come. One of the shift managers be there at five in the morning, yeah. and I'll start everything brand new. I start the cookies, the bread, the tuna. I bake everything from the morning scratch.
0: So, so take us inside if you're if you're able to, as long as you know you're not breaking any liability or <laughs> or confidentiality codes or contracts that you sign. What's it like behind the scenes being a shift leader at a Jersey Mike?
2: Honestly, I would have to say it's not as overwhelming as a lot of people could feel, only because it is tied into the fast food. Um, however, there's a lot of things that we don't have compared to most fast food workers that I know of that get overwhelmed fast. Like, like acne? Have you don't have acne? Your- uh, we don't have a drive-thru window. We're not open typically late, usually. Um, we never really have root customers or anything of the sort, honestly.
0: I um, You don't, I was have, the
2: you don't have rude so. customers?
0: No Karens yeah. or Kevins? No Karen's. no Karens. No Karens coming in, demanding to see the manager. No, I won't shift, lie. The shift man. leader.
2: I won't lie. I mean, it is not a fast move, but if you haven't been involved with at least one Karen here and there.
0: <laughs> now it's getting juicy. Do you, do you have, and you don't have to name any names or describe the person, but do you recall, Jorge, your toughest customer?
2: Wow. Yes. Um. So I, I had a young lady who came in and this was actually just last week. It wasn't even that long ago. And she came in very upset when she seen me slicing and I sliced ham and then I sliced turkey on a sandwich together. Uh, she asked me, hey, do you guys slice the pork items with the turkey items on the same slicer?" And I said, yeah. And she said, wow, I feel like that's very rude and you guys just don't show no support to the people like me who don't wanna eat pork. And I told her, I was like, hey, you know, if you look on the menu, I have pork items mixed in together with a lot of these, these sandwiches you can buy and I told her I do have a precautionary slicer in the back just for people of your religion or anything that does not want to involve pork where you could take care of you when she heard that she completely settled down but I don't know if she was expecting like a argue back or anything sometimes we do get people that kind of look for that fight back i guess
0: so but you know that that's, that's an interesting accommodation We're that you that. made for this person but We're not know that the, the way i'm <laughs> thinking it Randy is if you if you are halal if you are kosher if you just are the kind of person who doesn't want to eat pork products, you're probably not going to a Jersey Mike's anyway, Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's, it's not, not your place. So the fact that, you know. But that, to know
1: that they have a separate, that's like people with peanut allergies. So this way if someone, oh, now, now exactly. our listeners know, listeners head out to Jersey Mike's and say, I want that special meat slicer that doesn't touch pork. And they'll get it for you because they got it in the back. That's smart. Yep. That's smart business. Yeah.
0: That's, that's the Jersey Mike's way, right? So that's Absolutely. probably something you won't see. We, we another. Work towards,
2: uh, just like the saying, the customer's always right. We're literally just going to do anything we can to accommodate.
0: Interesting. So do you eat food outside of Jersey Mike's? Do you have like a, a favorite <laughs> meal or if, if I wasn't working at Jersey Mike's and I had the freedom to eat elsewhere, this is what I would have. Oh man.
2: Um, Honestly, I I I'm a very hungry individual. Outside of Jersey Mike's, I would say, yeah. like, uh, I definitely go to Checkers, Popeyes, Wendy's. I go all over the place. Are oh, your equal
0: opportunity, Jorge?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely good over here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I think
0: I think Jersey Mike's Coach is probably the only kind of fast foody type restaurant that does not have a fried chicken sandwich. I feel like everybody's cool. doing it. Right. But no plans to do it.
2: No plans. No, I no. think um we actually discussed that not so long ago. But the manager and the owner were saying what you felt about the portobello mushroom. They yep. were saying, "Man, we're making a killing right here with this alone for just the veggie, because you know now we have a hot veggie for all of our vegetarians out there."
0: You're gonna keep it on the menu, please, right?
2: Yeah, of course. We definitely going keep it on the menu for a while to come.
0: <laughs> all right. I don't have to go to another sandwich shop for that. That's a it's a really good <laughs> sandwich. Always consistent. It's always the same. <laughs> yeah. Just good stuff.
1: Now, do you have any desire to travel to other Jersey Mikes over the course of a career? Um, I definitely want to, only because I've I've
2: always heard so many rumors about other Jersey Mikes. Like I've heard when you go more towards down south, some of the Jersey Mikes, the items they sell on the side is different. I, I just found out the other day you can go down to um, you can go to South Carolina into a Jersey Mike's and they'll actually have like some type of potato salad on the side that you can buy. Or, you know, some of the Jersey Mike's are making their own type of income extra on the side of whatever they already been doing. Oh, kind really? of yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, I understand that, like, when McDonald's was in its heyday. They did not have a filet of fish. Mm. And I think it was uh, a uh, a franchise in Cincinnati that said, hey, we got a lot of Catholics here and they won't eat meat on Friday. So we're thinking of introducing a fish sandwich and Ray Kroc said, well, I was thinking of introducing like a a grilled pineapple sandwich for that community. Um, Kind of unusual, you know, eating a fruit sandwich at a fast food place, (laughs) burger joint are a little different, but Ray Kroc was a little different. And he's, he actually put out a competition and he said to the Cincinnati McDonald's franchise, I tell you what you sell this fried fish and I'll sell some grilled pineapple sandwiches in some of these other restaurants and whoever sells more that's the item we're going to put on the menu i think you know the
1: yeah, end of the story
0: yeah. <laughs> not a lot of pineapple sandwiches being sold at mcdonald's and the filet of fish what kind of fish it is i don't know is right. still on the menu so i'm you know i i bring up that that story because i'm curious as to how much freedom the different jersey mics locally have about oh right, getting creative yes. with the menu so
2: And we go ecstatic. Usually there's always weekly standings and everything. Like my boss is always screaming at us. Hey, we're third in the country. We're two in the country. So it's a competition. All the time.
0: Awesome. Awesome. You were talking about your son and free food. What does he (laughs) think about what you, what you do at Jersey Mike's being a shift leader? Um, now I would have to say he, he finds it pretty cool,
2: honestly. And it, it's always funny getting a, a smaller child's insight because it's so honest and genuine. Uh, So he says it like, man, dad, you get ham, you get turkey, you get roast beef, tuna, whenever you want. This is this is the best. You know, you don't have to spend money on food. <laughs> he just goes, great. You got cookies. You have all these other things in here. Um, And then, of course, he comes home and he says, because yeah, I have a few jobs other than this one as well. -hmm. Uh, so he's always bugging me saying, Hey, you know, I I think you could probably drop everything and be a firefighter or something like that if you want. And I'll say, Oh, so you could be my career coach now. Okay, I like
1: (laughs) first of all, uh, what's his name and how old is he? Uh, he's his name is Noah, and he just turned nine in September. Very nice. And when you're not at Jersey Mike's, what what are the things you like to do with your son? What are some things you like to do with Noah? Um, Ever since he just, ever since he got into football, that has been a huge part of
2: us, like just our bonding time. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, him just being my firstborn, I kind of just keep the communication at an all-time mm-hmm. real with him and everything. Like if I'm even when he's here and it's a friend's birthday party, and I tell him like, "Hey, uh, little man, I'm I'm going to actually step out and go to my friend's birthday party. He'll help me with the outfit." Mm-hmm. I have that type of relationship with him. You know, I just keep everything genuine and honest with him. I will never have another firstborn. So I felt like being completely honest is just the way. Very nice. Uh, So it sounds like you have other kids. Oh, no, no, no. Just one. Thank God.
0: Firstborn, only born. born. born, Firstborn, (laughs) onlyborn. Yeah, right.
1: Firstborn. Very nice. And I also understand uh, you said about football. He plays uh, uh, youth football in Montclair. Yeah. So is he on the offensive side, defensive side, or does he play Iron Man?
2: i got you so he's more of a defensive anchor they call him like yeah. so they call him noah the energizer and he plays middle linebacker uh, is
0: he any good in your eyes
2: he's in my eyes for because i played my time in football and everything honestly for a first-year kid to really you know no type of coordination practices or anything he does great
1: honestly oh, yeah. now is you playing football Because you play football or or is that just a- uh, now that's where we're kind of getting tricky yeah that's what
2: i'm that's honestly every weekend after a game and everything that's what i'm looking for from him like hey how was the game and how is he going by it? like are you absorbing everything or are you just looking in the crowd to see if i'm there kind of Yeah. so, so did, you, did you play football oh yeah i played football all the way up until high school and then mm-hmm. i actually started doing marching band for an injury and then that's how I got to Delaware. I got a scholarship playing a tuba in Delaware State and
1: everything. Indeed. <laughs> oh, so I'm still a
0: marching band, Dad. He's a marching oh,
1: yeah. band tuba kid. Oh. <laughs>
0: he's, he carries, he's, he's the one that carries the tuba. So yeah, it was a tuba because, on the shoulder, right? Not the sousaphone.
2: Right. Like, I actually have homecoming this weekend for Delaware. So I'll be there soon to see all my little kids and everything at the band. Uh, actually, I have my tuba mouthpiece right here as well. But, oh, wow. Uh, how's, your, uh, how's your
0: embouchure, Jorge?
2: Uh my amateur, I won't lie, it's been a very long time, but I feel like I can
1: come back into it. Well, you're um, still gonna go out there and play.
2: Um, yeah, definitely.
1: <laughs> see, see, um, or hey, Adam D is in the pit uh with, with all with all with his kid. His son is in the uh, uh is oh, in the drum God. line at West oh. Orange High School. So he, he's oh. a parent that comes out and runs his hind parts all over uh at West <laughs> Orange High School They have an amazing marching band. But to meet someone who went to college for two, and my father was a uh Play the clarinet in college at the oh, of nice. University of Colorado. Um, but oh, wow. I, I've always the 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 tuba guy. You're, <laughs> as as your tail off. you're running off that big old instrument. I'm like, yeah, in great shape. Yeah, they they always
2: looked at us like the big brothers of the, the band, the fathers of the band, pretty much. I was the dad before I was the dad, pretty much mm-hmm. already with that. Um And then, yeah, honestly, that really prepared me for everything. Just being an athlete in sports. And I consider marching band a sport itself. Being in oh. that type of sport was different, you know, and this I'll be honest, it's more
1: conditioning than the other sports. <laughs> we
0: well, talk ask- about that every week. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I want to ask you a question because I, I i work in the world of sports. So I, I coach softball, baseball, and I speak to lots of athletes. Uh, and I'm convinced that the football team could not handle <laughs> uh, band camp or anything that had to do with marching band. They could No way they could handle it.
2: Now, I'm, I'm glad you said that because we actually did that in Delaware. It really? was a one summer. Uh, we You know how a band camp is, and you have the football camp guys, too, and everything. So I remember in the cafe, we used to always get into it because I think one of my tuba players was grabbing a whole lot of French toast and pancakes. Mm-hmm. One of the football players was like, man, you guys don't need all that. You guys don't need none of this stuff for energy or nothing. We said, all right, well, we can switch places. Surprisingly enough, the band directors and the coaches were completely with it for some reason. Awesome. So, a bunch of us, including the girls, got shoulder pads and football helmets and stuff, tried to do suicides and all this stuff up the field. And um, it was funniest to me seeing the linemen struggle with the tubas. It There's was no very way
0: <laughs> they, they couldn't walk back and forth in the field with the tubas. There's no way. Well, so they actually had to do a drill, like the band director gave them yeah. a drill and they and the whole
2: time the kids the, the Lami with the tubas was holding it like this, like, "Oh man, like you guys do all this." The kids was holding the trumpets up and they was like, "Man, you guys got to keep your arms up like this the whole time." And we're like, "Yeah, dude. You got to breathe, chant, play out, everything."
0: And walk Damn. a straight line and walk a straight line. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, is, is your son uh is Noah into music too? Ah, oh, now that's something I'm
2: really trying to push him into, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of taking my time. I'm glad he did at least jump into some type of, you know, productive uh, after school activity, which is mm-hmm. the sports. Um, I'll force music on him, but I won't force him to try and be like me to go for a scholarship and stuff like that. Only because um I want him just to understand about music because, you know, musicians have a better way of thinking. Mm-hmm.
0: We're talking to uh, Jorge Vega. He's a shift leader at our local Jersey Mike's. He's uh, also a dad, a dad of a, a young football player. And Jorge it wouldn't shock me if we bring you back on four or five years from now and you're a band dad and Noah's, <laughs> Noah schlepping a sousaphone from one side of the field to the other, doing competitions. And you're out there in the pit crew as a, as a pit parent hey, bringing all those up. xylophones and marimbas and all that. Crazy stuff off the truck. I tell you, it's Adam, quite quite a lifestyle. You make a lot of friends, though.
1: <laughs> Adam D. has never been in better shape since being a part of the pit crew. He works his his tail off. He is sweating, <laughs> coming off every part, part of his body, his nose. He's got sweat coming off his ears.
0: Yeah. I'm the tarp guy. You know, we have oh, this tarp okay. that's like the stage of the field, yeah. and that thing is heavy. When you roll <laughs> that thing out, it is heavy, and you got to put weights down on it, and we got to get it done because we're going to be timed this weekend. And that the competition starts, the timing starts as soon as the pit crew rolls out. So I don't want to be the guy who costs the West Orange marching band <laughs> 0.02 points because I couldn't get the tarp rolled out in time.
1: A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. A lot of.
0: Pressure.
2: Oh, I, I would all go like to say, like I'm definitely able to help out. If anything, if you guys ever need help within the band, uh, I play multiple instruments, but I just had a scholarship for tuba. What other What other instruments do you play? Uh, I basically play all of lower brass, including French horn, uh, and a little bit of English horn, and then oboe. Wow, oh.
0: oh, multifaceted Jorge Vega.
2: <laughs> How about the bugle? Oh no, never,
1: never.
0: No, 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 at no, least no. not
1: yet. Never, 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 never the bugle.
0: I can see myself <laughs> retirement
2: trying to really get the hang of that by that. Time. Never the bugle. That's no, 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 no. <laughs> but I do the oboe. How about a piccolo? Oh, now piccolo. I don't know. I'm not ready for that headache yet.
0: I too small, them. too too, too <laughs> small for Jorge. You know, you got that's the thing. He's a big dude. You got to give him, you know, the 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 heavy duty instruments here, <laughs> heavy metal, awesome. So we're learning a lot about Jorge Vega. We have this kind of closing question that we have with every interview, and we've already learned a lot about your leadership and some of the things you like to do with your son, and you know, surprise, uh, pleasant surprise. You have this marching band background we always like to ask our guests for something called dad advice, advice for other dads. And you could take it any way you, you want, or you know, what you've learned in the Jersey Mike's what you've learned growing up as both an athlete and a musician, or just general advice as, as, as a parent, what advice do you have for other dads out there?
2: Um, I would have to say my advice for just the other fathers out there in the world is, um, honestly, just to stay persistent and to, Make yourself the role model that you've always wanted for yourself growing up, if that makes sense. Um, like I, I had a lot of childhood traumas, mm-hmm. so when I got my son into the world, it kind of made me harden those trauma, so that way it would never affect him. Uh, but of course, you know, as we talk about that, that can that can end up messing up with your mental ability and everything like that. So, um. Honestly, just being the best role model that you can. And I usually joke around to all my friends because I actually have like a little father club kind of thing. Oh, yeah. So it's like a lot of single because just because how I did have my son, a lot of people when they hear the story, they're like, oh, man, I'm gonna call you for advice and everything. And I'm no guru by no by all means. Um, Like the way I had my child, he was basically just like a movie scene brought to my doorstep. Never right? called me, never text me. I wasn't there to name him or sign the birth certificate,
0: anything. So how how did this happen, hori How did how did huh. you all of a sudden become an accidental father?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, the girl I was messing with, she was a senior, I was a freshman. So she graduated. We never talked for months. My whole freshman year went by, sophomore year came, she remembered where I lived and came to my house with the baby and her mom. And yeah, just said it right there, like, hey, this is your child, by the way. All of that.
0: <laughs> I love how Jorge keeps it real, though, Coach. He's like, the girl I was messing with. Yeah, the girl I was messing <laughs> with. <right? laughs> That's just just how, how it happened. And yeah. and you, you have full custody, so the mom is not involved? Absolutely,
2: yeah, so it was definitely, of course, at first, it was like, whoa, well, my parents was, everybody was all ballistic when they first came to the door. But from that moment on, um, it was different for me, my process, which is why a lot of people are like, I guess you could say I kind of motivate them. Because a lot of people, they have the time to tell their family, hey, I have a kid on the way. Uh, give me some cribs, send me some stuff, send me some clothes. For me, I had to do that right the next school
1: weekend, mm-hmm. uh, which is amazing. This is a fantastic story. You should write a uh, an autobiography and stuff. that's kind of we should
0: do public speaking for other dads who might yeah. be going through the same thing. Oh, I mean, that's the goal. Had two coaches in public speaking right here. Yeah,
1: so. I mean, so um, what's it like being a role model? Is it hard to be a role model for your son, uh, like Absolutely. right now at this day and age? Absolutely, only because I'm still young myself.
2: So I, I know that I don't have things figured out. And just like he said, from the next, oh, we'll give you a call four or five years, I would be lying if I said I knew exactly what I'd be doing those next four or five years. Yeah. Um, it's definitely hard, but uh, I like to tell all of my friends, you know, the generations before us and before that, they were never left a guidebook or a handbook on how to really do this. Um, you would honestly know if you're meant for the job, during the job. That's what my father always told me. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, if you're ready for the 365 every single day for the rest of your life <laughs> to be responsible, then by all means, this is the world for you. You know, but never expect anybody to be completely ready to be a father. I don't believe in that saying.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, when I do comedy acts, I go, are, are all the dads in the house? Because so much of my material is is dad based and everyone starts hooting and hollering. and I go, uh, you knock it off. It's really not that hard. Like anybody can become mm-hmm. a dad, <laughs> <laughs> um, true. but to be but to be a dad and a father, it's completely different. And I know we can go into into depths about the definition for both if we had another half an hour. Uh, <laughs> but we've reached the the end of the interview. And uh, Jorge, Coach Randy, and I—I I can see by the oh, look on his face—we're both very impressed by your story. You know, you hear so many stories like this where you know, kid was dropped off on the doorstep, and then ultimately that kid ends up in a system. Yeah. But here you're, you know, you said you don't have it all figured out, but you're trying to make it work, and you got a good steady job, which is teaching you leadership skills, and you've got, you know, your community down at Delaware State with the band. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things we we didn't anticipate in this interview that just <laughs> came to light. That's that's the bad to the dad essence yep. here, and you're uh, a bad
1: to the dad. You're a bad. You, uh, to the you dad. are
0: definitely the bad. And when I see you next, we got to make sure we give him the bad to the dad keychain, which came. of course, Coach, yes, opens. Yep. Oh yeah, perfect. See, it opens doors, it opens bottles, and it also, also opens hearts and minds if you let it. If you let oh, it, oh, I like
1: that. Okay, it holds keys.
0: Oh, that too. I <laughs> forgot about that. It's like phones perfect. now that actually make phone calls. So, Jorge, we uh, wish you nothing but the best of luck. We hope we get to see you live again. And thanks so much for sharing your story about Jersey Mike's, your son, and everything else you got going else uh, going on in your life.
2: Hey, by all means, thanks both of you guys honestly for the opportunity truthfully honestly uh i've been screen recording this whole thing just so i could really tell it to my guys and everything um you know it'll help give them an extra push you know now that we're in a new week and everything about to go into a new month soon yep you're right
0: good stuff jorge vega our guest again on bad to the dad bad to the dad download us wherever you find podcasts hi everyone adam d here You know that Bone Daddy logo that graces all of our social media accounts and some of our swag, too? That is the work of Berman Branding, led by Becky Berman. Becky does a phenomenal job with graphic design. She knows her way around a website, but she does so much more. She's also a web strategist and can help your business, small, medium, or large, have a much stronger presence. She'll give you some great ideas as to how to... Get your brand in front of the eyeballs of your target audience. So, visit Becky's Instagram site, at Berman Branding. You can also check out her website, www.BermanBranding.com. It's Berman Branding for all of your graphic design, web design, social media, and marketing strategies. Berman Branding. We are Bad to the Dead with Coach Randy and Adam D. Again, as always, like to thank our loyal sponsors. Please patronize them. They are, of course, Berman Branding, Marketing, Graphic Design, Web Design, and Marketing Strategy, led by Becky Berman. At Berman Branding is how you can find them on social media, or you can go to BermanBranding.com. And Idan Karen of the Stan K team, top 1% realtors in North Jersey. So if you're planning on moving to North Jersey, especially. The counties of Morris, Essex, or Union. Reach out to Edan. You can find him on Instagram. It's at Realtor. That's at Realtor. And Edan is spelled I-D-A-N. Coach, I D A N. Coach, want to thank Jorge Vega of Jersey Mike's local thing here. He's a shift leader, but you know, you do all this planning, and you kind of have all these questions scripted, and then lo and behold, the interview kind of takes a bit of a turn, and you learn so much more. You know, this is why what? dads are so multidimensional. They have they're <laughs> involved in so many things. They all have a story. You learned about marching band. You learned about how we became a dad. Absolutely. Crazy, crazy stuff.
1: What a what a what a surprise! Uh, and we've had so many different types of dads. This is the first time we had a dad who referred to himself as the accidental dad, uh, and he seems like he's taken that role. Uh, to heart, uh, shift leader at Jersey Mike's, uh, but he's a tuba player. He is that he has a we had a we had a uh, was, I know, was a D1, D2, D3 scholarship band member college playing tuba. on yeah, our
0: Delaware State, which yeah. is a, a historically black uh, college oh, and that, university.
1: And they boom just. Yeah, he was my I mean tuba.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, how
1: often do we joke about the tuba player, as I do, in the marching band. And we had a tuba player.
0: This is a tuba player who can get chicks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And get <laughs> lots of, lots of, he's very proud of just so I can get some free sandwiches.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I, I need to find my, find a way to squirrel into that family.
1: Absolutely. So uh, I get
0: my free portobello and Swiss absolutely. sandwich. I wonder how often that's being ordered, except by me.
1: Uh, that that might be a unique sandwich. They might they start calling that the number 17, the Adam
0: D. Hey, hey. <laughs> You're onto something. I'd be happy to be their spokesman for a nominal fee. And when I say nominal, I mean a lot of money.
1: Right? The out of D.
0: <laughs> very cool. You know, Coach, we're at episode seven, season number eight. I know the season's going by kind of fast. You're very busy. I'm very busy. Our families are very busy. But here we keep rolling. And our listeners keep asking all right, you know, what, what can we expect for the rest of the season? are you yeah, know, I keep asking the same
1: season-ish. question I, I keep asking that same question Adam we man. have no idea
0: because we just are <laughs> and I'll be honest with the listeners we're very transparent not that we're making this up as we go along each week you know we have a bank of guests that we are soliciting to to, to be on and they're all very much looking forward to it but we're probably looking at a 10 episode yeah, be- season with a couple of bonus episodes. So really clams. by the end of the year, it will clams. be 12 episodes.
1: Yeah, with those clowns who keep just dissing us. We we keep wanting to do it. We keep wanting to do it. But I got to tell you, they've been text happy. Oh my gosh, they have been text happy. Today, I think I said 50 text messages in our chat group. And it's- I it, agree. Uh, and we're, it's,
0: it, we're talking about the dad geeks, of course, yeah. who love all their sci-fi, fantasy, science fiction. And actually one of those dad geeks, Neil Tenzer, Mm-hmm. Is writing a radio play that we are going to do at some point. That's right. It's, that's right. It's edited and complete. But it's, at the very least, we got to get back on and talk about all of the streaming stuff that's out so there much because it is coming. out of
1: control. We, we, there's this, there's way too much now. We have to pick and choose. We want to talk. About it. I mean, listen, Chris Diaz just had a had a birthday, and this guy dresses up for just about any comic <laughs> guy convention. He's taking pictures as he chic, Iron Sheik, The iron Sheik. He's like, I'm like, dude, are you a grown man? Or are you a 14-year-old boy? And I think he's a 14-year-old boy in a grown man's body.
0: Yes. And this guy is a lawyer, so he is he is defending <laughs> <is> defending people. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all
1: lead we all lead different lives, right? A very special lives indeed.
0: Yes. Well, special, I think, is probably the best way to describe Chris Diaz and his cosplaying. So, <laughs> Coach, thank you as always for your time yeah, with dude. me. A lovable episode. We'll be back very, very soon with season eight, episode eight, Crazy Eights. Crazy Eights. And I have no doubt that that time will be just as enjoyable as it was today. So, listeners, dads, thanks for listening and have a great week. <laughs>